Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Eva asks the wonderful question of what is the space-time continuum and how are space and time connected? Awesome. So when we talk about space-time, we are talking about a mathematical model. So basically a way of trying to understand where and when either objects or events are in the universe. So space-time has three spatial dimensions and one temporal or time. So a dimension would be a direction that you can go. So let's start with our 3D, with our three spatial dimensions. First of all, you can go forward and back. Right? Just imagine a line coming straight out from the middle of your forehead, going straight out in front of you and straight out behind you. That's dimension number one. Now, we could also go from side to side. So you can imagine that going straight through your ears, right? Back and forth through your ears. Those are our first two. But there's also up and down. That's our third dimension. And using just those three dimensions, we can describe where something is. Now, we also need to add in time though, because we need to add in when is it in that place? So with time, we can think about time being forward and back. So if I wanna talk about in the universe where and when a supernova took place, I can use these to describe that. And so space-time is a way of trying to understand all of that together. And it's really looking at the relationship. How are things related to each other in the rest of space-time? Now, we often use the idea or the, the mental picture of a fabric to try to describe space-time. And this is really helpful in a lot of ways when we talk about things like gravity and black holes, thinking about space as being a fabric that can get warped and changed is really very helpful. Now, for space and time, the two are connected to each other. And when you pull on one, you're kind of pulling on the other. So here's something to try. Take a look at your shirt or if you have some other sort of fabric around you. And this will work especially well if you have that t-shirt kind of fabric. If you look really carefully at it, you'll see that there's little lines that are going up and down and ones that are going across as well. Now, if you pull in one direction on that fabric, say you pull that fabric side to side with both your hands, right? Pull it apart. And you'll see that when you pull on it, it kind of stretches the fabric in the other direction. Now, when you pull in the other direction, you'll see that it stretches and squeezes that fabric the other way. So we think that space and time are kind of like that too. So when we talk about mass in space-time, warping space-time, we don't just mean that it warps only space, but it also warps time. 
So this is really cool, right? So the more massive you have of an object, let's say you've got a planet or you've got a star, we imagine that bending the fabric of space-time, making a curve in space-time. And not only is it bending the space, which is what would be creating the gravity there, but also the time. And this is where something called time dilation comes in. So the closer and closer you get to that massive object, the slower and slower time seems to go from the outside perspective. It's always going to be normal for you. But from the outside perspective, someone looking in, it seems like the time is slowing down. Now, this idea is has actually been verified experimentally. Our GPS satellites have to take this into account. But there's also a really cool story of a really big example of this. So you might have heard about it with black holes and things like that. But we actually see this happen in our own solar system with Mercury. So when we were just starting to find other planets in our solar system, not just the planets that we could see with our eyes, we had found the planet Neptune. People knew to look for it because we had already found the planet of Uranus. Now, when studying the orbit of Uranus, scientists noticed that it was a little bit off from what they predicted it should be. And one solution to why it was off like that would be that there was something else that also had gravity pulling on it. So something else was also warping and changing that space, the shape really of space-time. And that turned out to be Neptune. Now, scientists were also looking at the orbit of Mercury and noticing that it too was just slightly off, just a little bit off from what they thought that it should be. And so we thought maybe it was the same situation happening with Mercury as we had found with Uranus. And they calculated that there should be a planet a little bit, just, just around the sun, so closer to the sun than Mercury was, but it was only a little bit away from the sun, so it'd be so close that we couldn't actually see that planet because it was in the glare of the sun. When you try and look at the sun, you just see the bright light from that sun. And so we're going, oh, well, that's maybe why we never seen this planet before. It's closer to the sun than Mercury is. And it was named Vulcan. So Vulcan is the Roman god of the forge and volcanoes. That's where we get the word volcano from, right? Vulcan. Um, and so scientists kept looking and looking and looking for this planet that should, according to the math, be there. But they never found it. And the reason that they didn't find it is because it doesn't exist. There's a different explanation for why Mercury's orbit was just a little bit off. It's not that it was being pulled on by another planet. It was that it's closer to the sun than Earth is. So it is actually experiencing time a little bit slower than Earth is because it's so close to that curve. It's in that's deeper in that curve of space-time than we are. So time is slower on Mercury than it is on Earth. And you know, time on Earth is slower than it is on Mars or at Mars and so on. Now we would expect to see this as well around 
black holes. But black holes are really massive and you can get really close to them. So this time dilation would happen to a much greater extent. But we can see it on a little tiny scale here in the inner solar system as well. Okay, Eva, thank you so much for this question. This is a great question. This is just one of those words that gets used a lot and we just sort of assume that everybody knows what we're talking about, but it really is very simple, right? We're just talking about time and space and saying that those two things, they're, they go hand in hand, they're related to each other. And when you pull on one, you're actually kind of pulling on both of them. So before we finish up today's episode, I want to say this is actually a very special episode because this is our 50th episode of Found in Space. So I wanted to thank all of you for being here and really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is amazing to get to talk about space, learn about space and science together and your wonderful questions. So thank you so much for being here. Now, Friends, if you have topics that you'd like us to talk about over our next 50 episodes that we'll be doing, please go ahead and have your folks send that into the email in the description. And as always, friends, I hope that you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.